Hey everybody, welcome to Uproar. Today we talk with uh, Marissa Goodison, who updates us on her project and how it has morphed during, uh, in response to COVID-19. And we also talk with Sydney Olszewski about the project Thank You Conspiracy recently completed to bring yummy lunches to the nurses and doctors up in Mount Clemens on the front lines of COVID relief. This is Uproar. Yeah, so at the beginning, I was planning to do a couple special care packages to either pass out to um, people struggling in Detroit or to bring to a shelter or soup kitchen or something like that. And I was going to do not like your basic care package. I was going to write like cute little special notes to people. I was going to make some cookies. Um, I was going to just try to find ways to make it more personalized than like just your basic like toothpaste, um, socks, stuff like that. And then once the coronavirus thing started, I hadn't finished completely what I was planning on doing. So... Instead, now I'm planning on doing something maybe for essential workers to make sure that they know that they're seen and appreciated and that everyone's thankful for them. So I'm either planning on making um, masks myself for them. I have to figure out how to sew. So, Or I'm planning on making something for grocery store workers because my mother works at Kroger. And I've seen kind of their firsthand struggle with this whole thing. So I think it would be pretty cool to um, make something for them, maybe write some notes. I don't know, do something nice for them to make sure that they know. Because I know that, you know, news coverage, we're thanking a lot of healthcare workers, which they totally deserve it. They're really like exposed to it and risking themselves. But I think it'd be cool to do something for one of the more um, less seen essential workers, like maybe garbage truck drivers, postal service, stuff like that. I think just something that would put a smile on their faces. So not necessarily protective gear because most stores have that now and are providing that. But I think it'd be nice to, you know, get them like a pack of cookies. I love cookies. So I just, I always want to incorporate that somehow. Um, (laughs) and then, um, maybe like a personalized note, like a handwritten note that would make them happy. Um, I was actually thinking about calling over to like maybe one or two stores in general and asking like, okay, how many staff do you have? And then just writing that amount. And then that way with the personalized note, I would get like, definitely like be able to show that I care and like, I'm thankful for them personally. And then also on top of that, I would still have a good amount of the grant left to um, find another special way to, like, make them feel seen. Um, More donors would always be helpful uh, just because then that means I could impact more people. Um, You know, the more people that I'm able to feel good about themselves, the better. And the more people I'm able to, like, you know, pass along that gratitude to is better. You can find more info on Marissa's project at MotorCityWesley.org. 
Hey everybody, Carl here, just in the middle to tell you a little bit about the project that we are pursuing along with support from the Forum for Theological Exploration. Motor City Villages is a chance for us to recruit, train, and place young students of color for the creation of intentional Christian communities for the purposes of vocational and spiritual discernment. We're really looking forward to this fall where we'll get our first chance to see some of this in action all the way through next June of 2021. So if you have a student at any campus in Metro Detroit, we'd love to get to know them and to tell them a little bit about how we could support them in calling a group of students together, creating a rule of life, pursuing justice and equity work, and doing the discernment around all of that experience that helps them claim God's call in their life. Be in touch with us at MotorCityWesley.org if there's a student in your neck of the woods that we should meet and call them into this mission field of Motor City Villages. We're at MotorCityWesley.org. We'll talk to you soon. And welcome to Lauren Norton. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Lauren is our Global Mission Fellow uh, here in Detroit, one of them, and she lives up at the Foundry House up on Webb Avenue. How's it going up there, Lauren? It's good. It's nice and sunny. Like the sun's coming through the window. We're going to eat lunch outside today. Lovely. I love it. I heard a bad rumor that there's going to be snow. Oh, no. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Lauren, where are you from? In Georgia. Georgia. So probably not a lot of snow in Georgia in May, usually. No, like if we have like a 5% chance of snow, the whole state shuts down. <laughs> of course. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, hopefully this will be your first experience of that. and You can tell your grandkids about it. I do vividly remember the, the Mother's Day in the 90s that it snowed on our way to church. Um, and I just, I always think about that when I think about living in Michigan. That's kind of what it means, you know. <laughs> But along with Lauren, thanks, Lauren, for being here. We've got uh, Sydney Olszewski. Sydney, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, we're, you know, uh, <laughs> we're just lamenting the snow that's on its way. Are I know, you, snow in May. Snow, snowman? <laughs> I am not. I am so ready for summer. Like, after being cooped up inside, I just want to be outside all, like, all the time, all day. Yeah, so. yeah. Now, if we're in quarantine, but we have a snow day, does that mean we get a snow day from quarantine? Should be. <laughs> we'll call the governor, see what we can do. <laughs> well, hey, today we're excited to talk with you, Sydney, about your recent uh, Conspiracy of Goodness, uh, which you called Project Thank You. You did with some mm -hmm. crew uh, with your home church, First United Methodist Church in Mount Clemens. Um, and we were really excited because uh, we've been hearing from local churches all over the place that these this kind of um, these these campus refugees that have been sent home, you know, but having to complete their semesters digitally, and so a lot of folks back home, kind of reconnecting with their home church, along with the young adults that have you know been around and doing commuter college stuff. Um, but your your group. Uh, was it was it meeting before everybody was kind of quarantined or did that kind of spark that a little bit? I think it sparked it because I mean, we all kept in touch, like the group um, that we have, there's five of us, um, give a little shout out to them. We have Annika, Hannah, Jessica and Jordan and myself. Um, Jessica's my cousin and Jordan's my sister. So I keep in touch with them all the time. 
So then it's kind of Annika and Hannah. And I mean, we keep in touch, but I think more so now that we were home, we kind of like made a point to talk once a week and like get together. That's great. I think it really led to a kind of, um, I don't know, like just because we get together, all of a sudden we're ready to kind of get to action too from time to time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, can you tell us a little bit about Project Thank You? And Laura and I will be thinking about some good questions to ask you about how it it came down. And um, let me know when you want me to jump over to some pictures so that we can show people how it it came down. Yeah, we, um, so you kind of, reached out, I believe it was you that initiated to reach out to us, kind of, because I've done one of the $100 missions with you guys before, like the do good grant kind of things. So when we were approached with the idea, we kind of talked about, oh, what can we do with this? Who really needs it right now? Who could use something? And it was that, forgot who it actually was that came up with the idea, hey, let's send a thank you to our healthcare workers. We're all like, that's a great idea. So then it was just a matter of what do we do for that? So we kind of decided, um, I know a few people that work at McLaren in the ICU and respiratory departments. So we're like, hey, let's send something to them. Um, And we actually, with all of our money, we pulled together. We bought 120 um, half sub and chip combos to send over to the hospital. And then we're like, hey, let's try Let's make some thank you cards to go with it. And we're like, well, the five of us can't make that many. So we reached out to our church and asked them to donate thank you cards. And we had, I think it was 180 thank you cards around there that we sent over. Um, I actually have a bag here. I don't know if you can see. We're actually going to plan to send again to the emergency room. We're going to maybe buy some snacks and send there. So that's going to be coming up in maybe a week or two. Um, If you want to go to the pictures, I can kind of talk about um, what we kind of did. so you can see me robbing Jimmy John's to get their subs as I'm leaving. And then we took a few pictures. Um, Reverend Lisa is our youth pastor. She's there on the left, and that's my mom with me. Um, she had her husband, Chris, come, and he took the pictures for us and kind of made sure to document. And then we um, – so, like, if you flip through, there's a few of us at Jimmy John's kind of loading up the truck, um, standing out there. My dad came with us, too, and then – Annika and her mom joined us, and then um, Jessica. My sister Jordan's still out at school, so um, she didn't, wasn't able to make it. But we kind of loaded up, met there out there, social distance, take a group picture, and then um, headed. We head over to the hospital and went to McLaren and um, delivered all the thank you cards. Is this one your yeah. social distancing six feet kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. We're like, all right, we're outside, but we want to talk, but we need to stay stay six feet apart. So we kind of were like yelling across the parking lot. Plus, you can't see people's faces with the mask, so you got to like, you can't lip read or anything. But then that's actually McLaren McComb. We kind of went out to the front. They had some people meet us down. Um, I believe there's a picture of all of us um, with the group, with the, there was two people from the ICU and one from respiratory or the other way around. But we had some people meet us down and um, had a bunch of subs. They actually individually boxed them and labeled them for us too. Um, kind of grouped them all together. So, yep, they originally had a wheelchair and he's like, all right, I'm not going to be able to fit all this on there. So went back, grabbed the cart and took a picture, donated all the cards 
and they were really appreciative. I actually got um, the friends of ours that we know. Uh, I got a picture from her. I don't think I posted it or anything, but I got a picture from her and one of her coworkers that had a little thank you sign and they sent us a picture. So they said they really appreciate it. Hung up all the cards on the wall, passed them out to everybody. So it was really cool. I love it. For sure. What did you, uh, what do you think you learned from the process of hearing the need, you know, everybody needs PPE certainly, mm-hmm. um, but also kind of recognizing this, let's just, have a moment of caring for the folks that are kind of on that front line. Um, well, and that was kind of the thing that we were thinking, like, we were like, what, what can we do to thank them? Like, yeah, it's one thing to send a card or it's one thing to like, just say thank you, but not, I feel like they have, they're so busy that the last thing they're worrying about is a meal for them. In my opinion, I feel like that's, they're caring about everybody else and they're putting themselves out there for everybody that this is like one little thing that we can show Hey, we're thinking about you. Like, grab a meal for yourself. Do some self love kind of thing. So, and that's kind of what we went with too. We sent enough so everybody could have one or two, or save them for the next day. Um, so it's kind of where we went with that. Jimmy John's was easy. They individually wrapped them, so it was easy. They can unwrap it and walk as they eat or something. So, kind of why we went with them. And Jimmy John's is a really big supporter they um helped us out a lot i actually met with the um the manager and the owner that kind of helped us out with this so go visit the jimmy johns on cass and Grosbeck in mount clemens they're mm-hmm. awesome people in there kind of give them a little shout out too thanks for that i mean that's a reminder too that any local um you know franchise of any bigger organization will have various degrees of places where they connect mm-hmm. and, you know, places that support. So be in relationship with your local franchises, even if they're part of a bigger corporate thing, um, you know, they might be really great partners. And that's kind of what we, when we originally were deciding what hospital to send it to, we were kind of like, should we send it to one that's been heavily impacted by COVID-19 or do we send one that's close to the close to our church? we kind of went with like, keep it within our community. So keep it around Mount Clemens. We got the Mount Clemens, um, Jimmy Johnson Ball, McLaren McComb, which is in Mount Clemens. Our church is downtown. So kind of try to keep it local that we're like, they kind of know our name and kind of can build that relation with them. So say, hey, we're in this with you. We're in, we have the same community. Let's stick together. So. Lauren, what are you thinking? What do you want to ask me about her project? How long did you work on like organizing it from coming up with the idea to like getting the cards and figuring out the sandwiches and stuff? Um, I think we started it maybe three weeks ago, three and a half or four weeks ago. So it was quite a while. And then we kind of, we met once a week for a little bit. Some weeks we met twice just to kind of finalize details. I think the hardest part was calling to organize it with the hospital and organize it with Jimmy John's because we wanted to make sure to give them we're ordering 120 subs. Like we wanted to make sure to give them a little bit of a heads up, but also find out when the hospital could take them. So it was kind of like a few phone calls here and there. We originally started calling just a bunch of hospitals and um, there's one in Southfield that was heavily impacted, but I don't think they were accepting donations just because of how much they had, um, like with the disease down there and everything. So it was kind of just a matter of where do we go from here? And once the phone calls happened and once it kind of got rolling, it was easier after that. 
it was just kind of the initial, okay, we got to coordinate this thing. We got to coordinate this thing. We had a phone call. There was a few of us calling different places. So it was about a week of calling and deciding. And then once we ordered the subs, then we gave our church, hey, we put it out, I think, on a Saturday. And we said, hey, next Friday is the deadline for cards. Um, just so we had time. And we knew some were still going to trickle in after. But like for the most part, they were coming in pretty quick. So that was that was pretty cool. Is this the kind of thing that translates to a non-quarantine, non-COVID kind of time? What do you what are you learning about normal time because of crisis time? I think so. I feel like I'm learning that more people, even though we can't be in touch face to face, I feel like I'm hearing more that people are connecting, like through a screen, like we are right now. But I think it's more people are thanking those workers that didn't really get a lot of recognition before, like our grocery store workers or um, like mail, like our mailman or our UPS delivery. Like those people are getting the recognition that they put in like so much hard work for, which I think is awesome too. So it's kind of like the different, what we realize, what we think is needed and what we think is essential has now flip-flopped. And we're like, hey, these are actually our essential workers. These are actually our essential places and things that we need. So I think it's just, it was a good reality check to kind of get like, all right, here's what I was valuing before. Here's what I was thinking about that I really need before this. Now that I'm kind of shut down, stuck inside here, I've, I mean, personally, I've reevaluated what I need kind of thing. Like I don't need to go to the store all the time. I don't need to go to the movies, but I actually need these different things. So I think it's good for people to realize that and sucks that it kind of took this to realize it, but in a way it was really good. <laughs> hey Lauren, you've been through some training for global mission fellows. Um, and Sydney shared this kind of sense of where do we go in mission? Where do we go to serve? And the realization on part of her group was we need to pay attention to what's happening locally. What's the, what is the conversation happening kind of with this global mission fellow program that you're a part of around that issue of kind of overseas and far away and going um, in conversation with all of the need that's around us um, nearby? Yeah, so there's an international track of the program, which they just announced yesterday that it's being canceled for the next mm -hmm. year because the whole visa thing and it gets really complex with the different countries with closed borders but a lot of programs similar to gmf have like brought all their people back to their home location and um we were talking about it in our midterms this week is they're leaving us where they are because they know like now is the time to be in mission with these local communities and like a lot of our works like a lot of us don't have much to do but we're finding new creative outlets to like learn how to engage in mission in a in a way different way than we were trained for, but they're leaving us in our placement sites because they know now more than ever, like our placement sites need creative minds and new ideas on how to be in mission during a pandemic that none of us saw coming. Interesting. So you're, you're having some of the same thing where the crisis is the lens by which we gain a better understanding of how maybe we could work even beyond this time, huh? Yeah. Wow. 
Well, Sydney, thanks so much. Um, we want to make sure that you've got some time to uh, do some plugs. Um, first, UMC in Mount Clemens was really supportive. I'm sorry we didn't have the photo up ready to go, but that table full of um, of cards. Oh, really table full cool. of cards, yes. And we'll I, be putting that up at MotorCityWesley.org. But what are, what are some plugs and where do you want to send people to stay connected with this good ministry that you've been part of? So, I mean, I kind of said it before, like, huge thank you to Jimmy Johns, huge thank you to McLaren McComb. Um, we actually, our friends, um, Karen, who works in the respiratory and her daughter, Jacqueline, who works in ICU, like they were kind of our connection to kind of figure out, okay, how many do we need? How many is each department? Like, where do we go from here? Um, I also talked to Toya at McLaren. So a little shout out to her for helping us coordinate this as well. Um, we have a, I have a whole list of people from my church that they know who they are that sent these cards and we extend our huge thank you to them. There's too many to name. All right now, it'd take me 10 minutes alone just to name all the people. So huge thank you to them. Um, huge thank you to our group, Rev and Elisa for kind of coordinating it all, getting us all together to talk about, to talk in the first place, kind of you for reaching out to us. So that kind of was the start. Um, so it just all came together so well. And to, I know we haven't thanked them all, but there's so many essential workers that need the recognition too. Um, we were actually going to, we have cards that we're going to probably send to the emergency room too, but maybe do a second round of cards. So send out to the church or other places to send in some more cards. But there's, there's so many people that made this possible and so many people that can get a thank you from us for helping us with project. Thank you. So kind of thanking them for, the thank you cards in a way. Thank thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's revolving circle of thank yous just going around. So. Sydney, thanks so much. We'll let you go. Uh, Lauren and I are going to follow up on some of her stuff, but uh, thanks for coming to tell us about Project Thank You. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, Lauren, um, so sometimes we think about, you know, kind of being a mission as a thing like you're doing, right? Which is I'm giving two years and I'm applying and I'm, you know, all of this. Um, City's doing something that's that, that kind of grassroots level thing. Um, I think it, it's great to have both as a part of the witness of the church. What do you think? Yes, I think so too. And I think we think of mission as like this big, huge thing that only like, churches or you have to sign up for a program to do mission but i think there's little ways to do mission all around us all the time like we don't have to be a big church or a big program like anyone can be in mission wherever they are just by little random acts of kindness and generosity all the time yeah well hey what plugs do you have uh for the kinds of things <laughs> that you are doing during this time, uh, where do you want to people send, send people to, to kind of check out? I encourage people to go check out Noah. I know their June calendar for lunches is pretty empty. So go check mm. out and help at Noah. I know I'm helping one day next week make sandwiches and I'm kind of excited about it. I've never made 300 sandwiches, but I'm really excited to be able to help another nonprofit during this time. That's great. No project continuing 300 a day, uh, every day during the week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and Moto creative is working, uh, help 
uh, with them a little video project and we just uh, can't say enough. It's a, it's kind of, it's the kind of work that captures the attention of students, particularly when we talk about what they do. And um, so it's good to know that there's some open opportunities for folks. So anybody hearing this, please uh, um, head to noaprojectdetroit.org and you can sign up. It's pretty easy actually to say, I'll do a crazy thing like make 300 sandwiches. <laughs> um, so thanks for thanks for that shout out. And uh, I know Mochan Mission is doing is is doing its kind of figuring out what the summer will be and you know how to how to maintain some sustainability even during this time. And so um, MotownMission.org is the other place that that Lauren is uh, connecting with, and um, we're praying for them and all of those camps and mission destinations that uh, this has just blown the. 2020 season out of the water. So, uh, take deep breaths and thinking creatively about all of that. And, um, yeah, well, thanks Lauren. Really appreciate it. Good to see you. Yeah. Thank you. Good to see you. We'll be, um, I'm going to, um, I've got one or two kind of, uh, things to let people know about and I'll, I'll talk to them here, but we'll let you go and, um, we'll talk to you next time. Great. Bye. See you Lauren. Bye. All right, folks. Thank you so much. Um, before we go, I wanted to let people know that um, our the next edition of G's Magazine is out. And this is uh, an edition on disobedience. And we already have uh, our scheduled live stream and podcast episode coming up with some folks that have written some authors of, of the articles in that edition and the editors and publishers of G's Magazine. So that is coming up. Also, Along with that, we've got our delivery of G's Magazine in kind of actual print magazines that we need to get in the hands of all of our folks that are pursuing a kind of radical discipleship and those that are um, thinking about intentional Christian community and want to know more about that and have to have some uh, pieces to reflect through. And G's Magazine have been great partners in that, helping teach uh, teach alongside of us the this kind of the practices that they know uh, lead to successful intentional Christian community for the transformation of the world. So just be on the lookout for that. And again, a big thank you to uh, the Forum for Theological Education for supporting us in that work. Thinking down the road uh, in June, we are looking for partners to be a part of a grand online pub theology trivia night uh, we had a great time i had a great time sitting in with northville first umc on their um their at home pub theology night great conversations going and uh, we are working on some platforms that would allow us to do a competitive uh pub theology trivia night so you and your team from your local church your young adults uh your college students could get together and be a team uh, on this trivia. And the two categories that we've got so far are famous and infamous Methodists, uh, <laughs> folks that you know from the news that grew up Methodists and trying to figure some of that out, and uh, our favorite heresies of the past. Uh, so that's kind of two of the rounds. If your church would be interested in kind of being a part of that, uh, just kind of be in touch with us, Carl at MotorCityWesley.org. You can get in touch with us at our, our contact page at MotorCityWesley.org, uh, right there. And um, we, we're, we'd love to do this. I, we're thinking that maybe this could be one of those things that we adopt during the, the crisis and time away, but also might be fun to continue 
uh, throughout the year once a month. So be on the lookout for this kind of grand uh, competitive pub theology trivia night that we will be pursuing. With that, we're praying for everybody. We love you. We're, we hope that you are supportive of young adults in moments of uh, creativity, conspiracy, and community. And if there are any local churches that have a, a crew of young adults gathering now in a way that they haven't in, pa- in the past, uh, we want to come alongside of you and support those students in that work. As you heard with Mountain Clemens first, um, Motor City Wesley was organized by its founding students um, around the idea that that young adults and college students can do amazing things with just a little bit of the um, uh, resources to do that. And that's what we'd like to bring to you. Um, we're interested in seeing any, any gathering of young adults and college students that would be interested in doing conspiracies of goodness. We'd like to come alongside and, and help you do that. Uh, really, really great discernment and learning and um, spiritual practice and transformation, you know, locally of your community of, of the world happen when, uh, when we find a way to, to help people pursue those conspiracies of goodness. So please, again, be in touch with us, MotorCityWesley.org, at the contact page there, and we can help make uh, $100 conspiracy of goodness grants available to you and your team. Be blessed to be a blessing. See you next time. Peace. Uproar is the brainchild of Samson Koba III. Thanks, Sam, for getting us launched on this last year. It also is our place for continuing to tell the stories of students conspiring for goodness from the heart of the city of Detroit. We hope that you'll support us at MotorCityWesley.org for as little as a dollar a month for individuals and $40 a month for churches who would like to be a part of our network of young adult faith communities around Metro Detroit. Just get in touch with us, MotorCityWesley.org. We're looking to conspire with you. Cheers.